0: Hey everyone welcome back to the academia podcast the platform where we discuss all things architecture today's podcast is about the formation of studio rba and how we've created the perfect working day so to, to kick us off um do you want to just start by essentially telling everyone if, you know why did you want to start you know, practice what were your motivations for starting rba and um, did you always know you would want to own your own practice one day? Was it an ambition from, from the start of your career or did it develop over time and, and just the beginnings of it really?
1: We sort of, it started in uni, didn't it, in first year and we sort of jokingly discussed it in in Jess one day. We, we were like, oh, we want to own our own practice one day and it was like, it was on a major pedestal and then over the years, the pedestal just got closer and closer and closer and we sort of, in, well, in my experience, Adam might be a bit different. I it, it, we just like organically arrived at a point where we were ready to do it based on a load of external things, which we'll get into.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would say in retrospect, we probably weren't as ready as we thought we were. <laughs> no. um, it, yeah. If, if 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 I could if I could do it again, I probably probably would have waited a tiny bit longer just to get a bit more experience, but. But there's never a good time, is there? There's, no. there's, there's never the right time. So I'm just sort of saying that from just looking back, really, now I feel ready. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. but, but maybe I wouldn't have felt as ready now if I didn't have six years worth of of experience. So um, I, I I wouldn't say that we felt fully ready. It was more a case of we, we had a client that um, we did do a little bit of work on the side. We've said this in the past and we were very transparent with our employers. If anyone's thinking of doing that, that would be my recommendation. Is a lot of practices are born out of doing a bit of work on the side. So actually approaching that with your employer isn't as daunting as you think because they probably done it one yeah. day. So it's, it's that that isn't a, 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 as 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 if I don't think anyway as a topic as as maybe some people think. And that client just went from strength to strength essentially, and it got to a point where he kind of said to you know said to us I, I would like you to take this on if you know i i don't think you'd be able to do that in in, you know having a full-time job so he gave us a couple of weeks notice whatever you to sort of figure things out and um i had a very frank conversation with my employees at the time um i think at that point there was a little bit of project maturity went that i remember i remember when we we were speaking about it and this is something this is something very i think very interesting for people to hear as the an architect is only sometimes only ready to maybe set up on their own when they've finished maybe a project they're currently on, if you like. And I was at a point in my practice where I was on a few projects, they were at a decent level of maturity, where I didn't feel like I was leaving my practice where I was at, um, in the lurch and all that sort of stuff. Whereas at, at that time, Jack, you were, you were in the throes of that a decent scheme in the Baltic, weren't you?
1: Yeah, there was a few where I, I probably would have been leaving them in a spot of bother ever have... the left at that point. And so, yeah, I think that sort of dictated the order, didn't it? It did, and, it did. And it was sort of one of your jobs, your private jobs at the time that. Yeah. we being careful Yeah, it was, was the one that was ready to allow you to make the push, wasn't it? Whereas yeah, the, the if it had been me I'd have probably not been as up to speed as Adam was anyway because well,
2: it was- say, yeah it was my relationship wasn't it originally yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely but 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 as I say it it, it it felt more natural for me anyway in terms of where I was up to with certain projects at the point in time I'd say
0: career wise was the same but I, I yeah some of my some of my projects um but was it was it planned so obviously jump straight into there like uh, into like the literal how it started but what I wanted to sort of get out of it was you know Say say when you were starting to just see a few of these little jobs on the side or whatever. Was it a plan straight away in your head? I'm going to build this up here and start to practice. No. Or was it more? I just want an extra few quid in my pocket. No no
2: no. So, so that, that yeah. And I I think that's all it ever is. It's, yeah. it's just an extra, extra couple of quid. And you know what? It wasn't even out of not being paid very well where it was. I was I was well looked after where it was. But you, you know anyone can use another couple of hundred quid. You can always <laughs> be doing better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But you make a good point there about we have jumped straight into the very literal startings there. You asked what was the motivation. Now a nice tie in was the projects I was working on in my, in my previous practice were education and they weren't for me personally. They were a little bit, little bit paint by numbers, you know, so it was very prescriptive is what I mean. Um, I didn't fully enjoy the process of speaking to the governors, the parents, the teachers, all that sort of stuff. It, Who who was the designer, you know, at that point? The stuff that we had on the side were just very, very small-scale residential. A HMO house of multiple occupancy. And even though they were small scale, there was just a bit more creative freedom in them. We were getting involved in the interiors. We were flexing our CGI skills and lots sort of stuff. Um, and we even got involved with a few interiors, didn't we? Yeah. Our, our buddy, uh, Edwin, we, were, we, we helped him with a few visuals, which then fed into the design process, lots of stuff. So the motivation for us to start a practice was was a bit more creative freedom and a bit more uh, project genre selection yeah residential has always been kind of my
1: favorite i'd paid it back a little bit as well because probably the project that opened our eyes to this new world in effect was probably the one in parkgate wasn't it that yeah. was probably the first instance yeah. where we were working on quite an interesting job and we were like working together and we'd never work together out of uni
0: that was still a private private uh, sorry a it was a job on the side that as yeah. well wasn't it yeah, yeah, yeah that was an amazing job that yeah, yeah. it was like a little
2: master plan a little dead come you know stage one yeah. master plan yeah. it was
0: almost like creating like a bit of a Monaco style marina wasn't it on, yeah. on the Whittle like yeah, uh, yeah. by reclaiming some um, some land and stuff yeah yeah so I, I well, that, that's a that's a massive job by the way yeah. on the side and per- then as you say though is that your point like
1: personally I'd say that was the catalyst and we sort of kicked on from there didn't we yeah. because yeah and the freedom
2: of that, wasn't it? You know, the freedom to just, you know, we, we, were, we were making our own design decisions. So again, I, I, and one thing I do want to point out is we're not, we're not going mad here on saying everyone's got to start a practice because there are some amazing practices to work at. But, and by the way, it's not even a critique of where we've worked either. It's just, we had that urge to just have a bit more freedom on type of projects, but additionally, right, something that I have always felt uncomfortable with, and I think a lot of people will resonate with, is I'm always dead embarrassed at the start of a project. I like having three or four weeks to just resolve it, you know, you know, before I show anyone it. And I used to hate it, like, you know, when you're at uni, you're in the studio and you're you're, you're on your laptop and the design you're working on is, like, on display almost, isn't it? Because people are walking past you. I used to hate that. S- sometimes when I was at a practice, and this might just be my own, you know, uh, Self esteem, if you like, but when I was at a at a bigger practice, you, you just felt a little bit self conscious about you working on what I like, and we've still got this now. What I like is we've all got a little bit of little bit of privacy, haven't we? To just wait, you know, when when we're working on a scheme, even when I'd done that competition entry recently, I only showed you it after I was a couple of weeks in when it was a bit more resolved. If you saw what I was doing on day one, you'd have just you'd go, "What's that?" Yeah, and I always worried about when I was at practices. The you know are the directors, what did he think? Yeah, you know, were they looking over? Here? Yeah, did they want to chip in and all that sort of stuff? Again, I'm not saying I had those experience necessarily, but one thing for me was, yeah, just have full creative freedom as well yeah. on the design process. Yeah, because
0: that's another that's another good point in terms of like it, when you've got directors above, yeah, you 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 still can't hide from the fact that you feel like you've got someone in control of you, don't you? Yeah, so even yeah. if a, if one of your directors brought you a scheme and went, go nuts, here's, here's a, a new scheme for you, you crack on and design it. When they come round to have a look after one week, you still feel like, well, they've got the power to change this if they don't like yeah, it. Because yeah. Whereas, again, to, the only way to have total freedom is to have your own company, isn't it, I suppose?
2: Yeah, yeah. And just, some, just a thought that, that sparked there was how we got round it as individuals in previous practice. So me and Rob, for example, who now works with us, we actually made a, a conscious effort of uh, finding competitions. So in in, in a practice where um, the stakes are a lot higher, the directors are going to have a little look at your design. There's no two ways about that, yeah. right? Um, there are ways you can manage that. We'll get into that, I suppose, in a bit. But... What me and a colleague did in our previous practices was we found competitions. We said we we would find time to do them, whether it was uh, either out of hours or we would just find the time in our diary where the project wouldn't suffer. And we used that to showcase our design skills and that actually bred a bit of confidence. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. know, you know, from the directors looking at you, they bred confidence on your design skills from them looking at you. And it also... Created a good dialogue on a design front with the directors. So then on a next live project, you would almost say, Well, don't you don't need to worry now. I've showed you what I'm made of. You know what I mean? So it's like, like you credit,
1: isn't it? You get a bit of credit with something the, the more you progress. Hmm. So that's a bit of advice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> For anybody who wants to kind of, you know, flex the design skills, even Ellie does. Because when you are part one, part two, um, or, you know, or a, you know, junior architect, whatever. you, you don't get a lot of responsibility, and, and in a way, rightly so, because you're still working up the ranks. But if you if but if you want to showcase that, then yeah, find some other opportunities like that. Yeah.
0: So, you, you know, when we were touching before on like how it how it like came to be, and we won that. You know, we had a couple of jobs floating around, you know, on the side, and then there was a point where we were offered by one of those clients. They said, basically said if you if you want this job offers, you're going to need to go full time. What was the mindset like then? Because you're probably sitting there, and there's probably a lot of people who will be listening, like, you know, in, in similar positions who were thinking about starting their own practices and stuff, but sat in a, a good office in a good team and, and sort of trying to decide what to do. Or oh, no, They mightn't they, might, they might be happy as yeah, well. Yeah, equally, equally they want to get out because yeah. they're not in a good situation. But actually, when that decision lands on your door, What was that like? Were you nervous? Or had you been thinking about it for for a long enough time where you thought, no, I I know what my decision's going to be. I actually do want to get out and have that freedom. It
1: is scary, isn't it? Because you're losing the security of, like, in effect, PAYE is security. Yeah, It it, it deals with all your tax for you, whereas as soon as you're a director... you're you're under the spotlight for every single element of running the company we've got that haven't we on the in the
2: agenda actually
0: yeah so like we'll get into that more later
1: but
2: yeah the directory stuff but
0: but they obviously thought that you would have you know when you're when you're sort of sitting there at night because you got to speak to no
2: no but i never you you just knew so so that's why i wanted to sort of say what i just said there because i am like i'm just not bothered when it comes to risk um I have demonstrated that haven't I, <laughs> over the years, yeah. and, but it's but it's through lack of thinking it through.
0: <laughs> Sometimes we have to have the reins on you a yeah, little yeah. You are just ready to go, and on.
2: that's that's why it works, doesn't it? Um, I suppose we could get into a bit of that as well. In a bit, you know, in terms of advice, I think the fact that we work as a three—an odd number—is a good one, and having people to to rely, um, to moan to and stuff helps as well. But in terms, of, in terms of me, the nervousness was the first payment, so I wasn't nervous about uh, my skills you know, in terms of my ability to do the job. I wasn't nervous about the scale of the project because I'd worked on good-sized jobs and all that sort of stuff. So I wasn't necessarily nervous of all that. I knew I had the support from you two, both modelly and out of hours. You were were giving me a lift and all that sort of stuff, weren't you? So I I think we had it in the locker, but never, ever have I worked on a project and my mortgage has relied on that payment at the end of the
0: month. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. There's no guarantee of your wages at that point, is there? So That's a, the scary thing. Yeah,
2: it was. Yeah. Now, now again, but you know, a little advice thingy. I'm listening to the Matthew McConaughey book at the minute. I like the way he says, yo, know, little bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> so little bumper sticker here for that. Is um make sure you've got savings. So I I I'm saying about I uh, never have I relied on it. I I had something in the sa- in savings. I I think I had about Three months' worth, I think, of savings mm. in terms of bills. So before I took the leap, I had a look at me outgoings with my partner. We had a look at our outgoings and what was the bare minimum to live on. You know, so obviously utilities, food, yeah, yeah. and your, your mortgage and whatever. And we looked at that, and and that was without disposable. I'm talking just literally just to what get, as we
1: like to call it, a weekly shop now in uh, this climate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Basically, yeah. And um, sadly. I looked at that, multiplied that by three, and made sure I added in savings. There was a bit of anticipation with that where I made sure I had that amount in savings. I kind of had that ready, if you like, you know, yeah. you know, twelve months running. There was, there was, you could sense that the, that client was going somewhere. So we, I, I made some preparations, but I didn't check out where it was at. I just made preparations just in case.
0: Yeah, and we'll get into that. So let's start in year one then. So. We, you know, we started the practice off the back of that. You went out on your own and, you know, for full transparency, it was the three of us. Like basically, you were on your own for the first few months. Me and Jack were basically supporting you other night. So again, you know, caveat, it's not the most healthy thing that we could have done, but we had a brand new business that we needed to get off the ground. And basically, we ended up with a couple of more, winning a few more bits of work that you couldn't then manage on your own. Yeah. So me and Jack would support and have an evening, and then on weekends as well. So we'd finish our day jobs, we'd then come to yours six, seven o'clock.
2: But we made it as healthy as we could yeah. for us by making it as fun as possible, didn't yeah. we? You know that environment that we set in in my bedroom yeah. is still a similar environment now. Um, just with more clothes I suppose yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. um, do not know whether that'll stay in. <laughs> but, um, but, <laughs> the um, Latin- but yeah but yeah the, but that atmosphere of music you know what I mean Look, you know music's on um Loads of chats, loads of banter in the office, all that sort of stuff. It it just yeah. it it just de-stresses, de-serious, yeah.
0: de-seriousness, I mean, a words. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It, it it just takes that pressure off a little bit, doesn't it? Having that environment. I
0: always felt like the change was as good as a rest. So like. You know, we say we do three, the the structure was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, me and Jack would come to your bedroom and do three nights a week. And we'd do like from six till, say, 11, midnight if you're at And then on the Saturday or the Sunday, you put in a full day, one of the days. So then you always had one weekend day off. But I always felt like I'd finish work, I'd get in and I'd come to yours. I might be tired after work, but then within half an hour of being in yours, as you say, we put the music on. And we'd be catching up generally and having a laugh because we were friends anyway. Yeah. And it just, it sort of felt like the architecture studio back at uni again a yeah, little yeah, bit. You were just having a laugh and it, it sort of re- revitalised me. So I never really felt like I was burnout. I just felt like, and, and and it was also the excitement of the company. We felt like we were achieving something we were working towards. And we something. were in, yeah.
1: in our mid-30s then. Yeah, <laughs> so we had a bit
0: more energy <laughs> we're probably.
2: That's something to talk about as well, actually. You, you know, just like how, how, how difficult it is to manage it. With with kids and all that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? It's not impossible, but it's just yeah. there's just more stuff, you know what I mean? You know, that that conflict of you wanna stay late to finish your job, but you don't want to miss bath time and yeah. all that sort of stuff,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. So year one though, it was that startup mentality we used to call it, didn't we? Like we didn't want to we didn't we year didn't one. yeah, we didn't want necessarily wanna do it, but it was startup energy, wasn't it? It was like, right, let let's get ourselves on the front foot early and working out of your bedroom to keep overheads at the like literal lowest that we could we could get our overhead so Adam's spare bedroom we moved into three nice computers and away we went yeah
2: and we kind of decorated the room a little bit didn't we to make it look like a bit more of an office Office, yeah
0: Um, and then we worked through those first few contracts and then before you knew it you know four or five months in you were coming to us saying there's too much on and and even with you two supporting me we might need to take someone on here and obviously we couldn't take someone on in your bedroom Mm -hmm. so we ended up you know well we did actually if you remember there's a lad who was from Wigan who I won't name names but he was a tall lad and he ended up working out of your bedroom for a little oh, bit we did. Time. Yeah, Well,
2: so what we did take take advantage of not in that way we didn't take advantage of people but what we took advantage of though was we had strong connections with unis and all that sort of stuff local unis and all that we always try and keep in touch with the unis we love doing little guest appearances and stuff and um, just every now and then there's people who reach out for, you know, have kind of a bit of work experience, whatever. And what we started doing was we started doing like paid internships, didn't we? Three, four months at a time and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So that was one of those where, I think he introduced me to Enscape, funny enough. I think I think he yeah. used Endscape, and that's what I first learned about that. And um yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just, just, just those things. You got to just try and keep things as cheap as possible. As you say, you know, without taking advantage of people and doing it and dodgy, of course. But there are ways to keep costs down. As you say, yeah. you know, even just help. You know, we had help from. Family members and all that sort of stuff. You know, you know, just like, you know, um, my wife's dad's a builder, so we helped with, you know, decorating the, the the office and all that sort of. Stuff. You know what I mean? You just loads of ways you can do it, isn't
0: it? It's probably a good time to actually touch on a point because, you know, Dice, um they started up at a similar time to us. They're a, a, a civil engineering company that we work with. Top, top, structure really, structure, really, yeah. really good company. But our journeys, although they started at the same time, were very different because we know that they reached out and got funding in their first year that give them a cash flow boost that they went out and invested then to try and grow their business. One thing's probably important to note is you know, there are different ways to do it. And our strategy was, we wanted it to just be on its own bootstraps. So that's why when you went first, it was just enough money to cover your wages. And then the aim One was- One thing that
2: went against risk-wise is finance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So
0: we didn't want to like put any extra weight or debt on the company early doors. So we said- me and Jack wouldn't leave and join the business until there was enough money or contracts involved so that we could. So that was sort of the mo that first year. If you remember back, it was like right, we've got this con- contract and that's got Adam out. How do we get to an and amount and of money that now gets us sort
2: thirty, I suppose. Yeah, then, in a way.
0: So it's about doing that job right and getting more contracts in that then could put money in the bank to allow me and Jack to get. I out. think the
1: mentality yeah. changed as well though because we were calculating it purely on Adam's wage for a year, but then what soon became evident was, oh, we need to pay for software and yeah. we need to pay for this, that, and the other, and yeah, a load yeah. of costs came in. So I think the reason we, – we then took on a full-time member of staff that wasn't myself or you, yeah. and the reason at the time of a recall was because we didn't need paying if the worst came to the worst, but we could still provide the labour, yeah. yeah. whereas – a, a member of staff did. So we always have us. But
2: you, you weren't fully ready either, were you? I, no, I, still I think don't we, think, I still think I don't, don't think, think so. you were fully ready. Where we agreed a 12 month sort of notice period, didn't we? We sort of said, right, like, you know, look, so I, I'll go first. And then in 12 months, we need to do, we need to do X. And it's basically, did we have another two lots of 30 grand salaries, either in the pipe, in the bank, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right, that was, And then I think it only took six months for us to, the resource just went a bit. Went a bit much, didn't yeah. it? So, 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 so there, there, there was a guy where um, we knew that he he wanted to kind of have that feeling of starting a practice, but maybe maybe want the partner and all that sort of stuff. So there yeah. was a guy who reached out, and we yeah we we reached an agreement where we took on our first full time member of staff, and and as you say, we we started life on a we never had to Photoshop or InDesign. We used that. We used the affinity equivalent, yeah, which is yeah. still mm. going by the way. I believe they're, they're very good. Um, we can afford a Adobe now, so yeah. <laughs> back on Photoshop <laughs> and design. But, um, but we started on Affinity, AutoCAD Light, Revit Light, all those sorts of, or oh, we, we got Revit Light, which which came with an AutoCAD license, didn't it? You know, lots sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, they're, we, they're, that's we, a cheaper alternative to getting like the,
2: the Yeah, uh, uh, LT, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, so we we were dead clever with all that sort of stuff. But then, yeah, we were, we, we were almost kind of forced into, we needed someone of experience. So we were forced into a full-time member of staff and then we had, but we still had those rolling kind of three, six month paid internships as well. So then we 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 moved into we we had, we had a project where we were converting a hotel. We were converting what was an office building into a hotel. And that client said, You can have a space if you want. Yeah. You have, have a space in it the was while the
0: building was getting semi almost demolished, yeah, yeah, yeah sort it, of, yeah. We yeah, were like well, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't getting like, yeah, we weren't like into in the mobile. ground. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but they, they were doing work on it, weren't they? And basically there was a floor that was gonna be untouched for a, a period of time. And he said, if you want to Work out of there for a year. Well, there
2: was a few, wasn't three, there? There was a few floors, days. and it was hilarious because it was it was a rundown building, but it still had all the connections. It had utility connections, still had internet and water, electricity, and all that sort of stuff. And I think there about two or three floors that were. Maybe in like the second phase or something, yeah. and we, we we got we got to walk around. It was amazing, wasn't it? We yeah, got to yeah, walk okay. around, we'll and we were like, he, he, "He kind of said, well, we can have that one, which is bigger, but probably more run down. We can have a smaller one, which is probably a bit tidier." And we ended up somewhere in between, didn't we? Yeah, you know, it was a bit bit rough and ready, but it was you know it was a good size and yeah. all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a funny time. So yeah, it was rent free of course, which is why we took the leave because you know we needed the space. Then once we took on members of staff. To, to deal with all the new work we'd won, So and actually, yeah, it's worth mentioning that six months in, everything was going to plan. Like everything was going really well. We'd won and more though, contracts. And then
2: some though, wasn't yeah. it? it, it went. And, and sorry to think about, we, we said before about one thing that we, one of our ethos was to be the friendly architect, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And to just add another word in front of that, the user-friendly architect. We We'd seen other architects where whether that's in practices we'd worked in or maybe other people that we just knew, maybe at uni or, you know, we just, you know, because obviously you, you, as an architect, you, you've you studied with hundreds of others, haven't you, across the years. So you get to know others. And we we set out to be the architect that was friendly to other consultants, clients, contractors, all that sort of stuff. And where we were operating, it seemed to really strike a chord, didn't it? The they were saying to us, you know, other consultants were saying to us, you know, you're very, just very easy to work with, you know, yeah. just, you're not too bossy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Clients were very, you know, were quite happy with us being receptive to design decisions that had an impact on cost and all that sort of stuff. We were always trying to challenge it, but we were, we were always understanding that there's a viability aspect of projects. So as you say, out of, out of absolute no way, probably with a little bit of novelty, new kids on the block and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Six months, we were ahead of schedule, weren't we?
0: Well, ahead, yeah. So that meant that we were forced to grow the team, you know, before, as you say, before we were ready to get out. We were forced to grow the team, and that forced us to need a space to put them in. And lucky enough, that's when the client come and said, well, actually, while you're working on this scheme, you might as well work out of it. I'll give you the space for nothing. So then we had, how long would you say we were in there? About six months, was it? Uh, It
2: wasn't, yeah, yeah. So it was about about six months. And you said about it was rent-free the massive perks of that client, because you own the building, so I don't think he needed it, but the the massive perks of that client was we were on site yeah. every day, yeah. which had its challenges, actually. he would just yeah. drop in and go, well, move that wall over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've like, got other schemes to work on, yeah. which is a thing that a lot of clients do underestimate is you do have other schemes on. Every single one thinks that you're, you've are you only got their one on. Yeah. That's just something you've got, to, you've got to manage. That's another director thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it was going really well. And, you know, we're, in the, we're now got our little offers ahead of schedule that we didn't really think we'd have, a um, couple of members of staff, and we were kicking on. And at this point, you know, we hadn't really networked. We would literally win and work off where of the mouth. And... You know, it's that old tale of everyone loves a success story, and everyone wants to be a part of a success story. So I think what happened with us in that first year is a couple of the big consultants in, in, in other areas of our industry, some structures and etc. A couple of those companies that were really doing well and established, they started to use and work with us. And when they were then going to network and do's of their own, and mentioning, oh, we've been working with a new firm called Studio RBA that was the majority of where our work was won in that first year was just, we were making sure that we'd done a good job with the consultants that we were working with. For instance, you know, if they come back with a, with their structural layouts, um, And, you know, maybe other architecture practices would have gone, well, I'm not quite happy with that layout because it it conflicts with my design. I want you to change it, come up with another strategy. I think in that first year, we had the attitude of, no, no, we'll put our ego to one side. We'll do the work. We'll do that drawing work. We tried to. Sometimes
2: sometimes that's impossible. Yeah. But we did try to. And and, and planning consultants as well. We got a lot of work through planning consultants where we were always very helpful with with, you know, helping them with their narrative for the planning argument for schemes. And we've always been very big on our documentation, haven't we? We've always tried to be kind of um, amateur graphic designers, haven't we? You know, with with all our design and access statements and all that sort of stuff. But we also knew the value of... Um, the word of mouth when it came to other people speaking about us we were we were so conscious of that when we going into it so we made sure that we were mega polite to absolutely everyone and we absolutely we are you know in in, in most regards
0: I think your first year is when you're most worried about your your reputation aren't you like that you you can't you've got to make sure because if you do one bad job for one person during that first year that's When it can all fall or, apart,
2: or you're a bit of a knob, you know, two yeah. people that gets out there as well, yeah. doesn't it?
0: So, we would, yeah, we were like uber friendly and stuff. And then we got to that first, yeah, so that the end of that first year, then you know, it was just a success story, I think. That first year, you know, we'd we done a really good job, we took people on, we, we grew the team, we grew, we had a little office, and then the, the building got to the point where we had to move out of it because they were doing work a bit too close <laughs> yeah. to the space they give us. It was so we
2: getting
1: had to, a bit noisy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it
0: was getting very noisy.
2: The steel, we, we learned about a bit about acoustics that day. Yeah, we, we when, did. <laughs> the day we decided to move out. Yeah. They were they were they were, they were plating so it, the design was a roof extension and they were plating over the uh, existing steel frame to strengthen it. And that had a lot of a lot of banging. Yeah. And wow, we, had to, we oh, had to go it was yeah, it was basically like they were just banging your head yeah. It? Yeah,
0: it was, we, yeah. had to, we had to get out of that. The
1: point. steel was like a telephone wire, wasn't it? It was just yeah, like transferring exactly. sound straight yeah. to us. Yeah.
0: So then we took the decision that we had to get out of there and we had to look for the space again. We couldn't go back to your bedroom, so we needed an office space at that time. And luckily, uh, another uh, consultant that we worked with, uh, Nico, had a space above oh, yeah. them above themselves in in um, in That must
2: parking. have I forget now, but that must have just come up in conversation, mustn't it?
0: I think it was a, my father-in-law, Alan. Alan was working with them, and I would let him know that we needed the space at the time. And we were working with them as well, but Alan was doing all their, their yeah. pension uh, stuff uh, and that. Maybe, And maybe, he made an introduction. Maybe we sure the
2: two, because we were working with them. Yeah. We, I'm sure we were working with Cause, them.
0: Because his office was in the same complex, wasn't it? So yeah. I remember Alan saying, I know someone who's got got a space as well. But yeah, so we, we ended up taking them up on their offer of, uh, of of becoming their new tenant. And it was outside of the city centre, which is important to note. So again, even in that... Started the second year when we moved into that office, which is a much better space. It was our first, I think, official office. No, yeah, it yeah. was a nice oh, a little industrial estate
2: it. on the outskirts of the city centre. It was a it? nice little
0: space that we made our own. And um, yeah, so, so then moved into that starting year two. And it started, that was the first time I remember thinking, this is a proper business now. And it was yeah. time, that was about two months before we, we came out and joined, I think was 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 the start of that office. Because the team got even bigger just before me and me and Jack come out as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we just, we, we're at that point. We, 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 had our kind of senior guy. We had a few of those rolling internships and then we, we then saw value. Maybe I forget now again. So I suppose there's there's no need to be too specific with this bit, but the, I think those internships ended up in full-time employment, I think, as juniors. And we took on another couple of juniors. And again, it was, it was, yous yous were ready then and we knew we had enough going and we just needed to prop it up with a few juniors to just fill in, you know, some of those day to day tasks really. Keep us kind of at that, at that project forefront. And then yeah, things were getting a bit more. Complicated, weren't they, as well? I think, as well, my wife was doing a little bit of the accounting, weren't she? Yeah, yeah. Just to help. And in, And in the running, you were then really getting to grips with what it all entailed. Yeah. <clears throat> um Because... You know, you, you, you haven't, I think I, I, we make that clear on our website that you haven't got formal architectural qualifications, even though you have got the, the training and you have worked on, on design projects and stuff like that. You work on some of the appraisals and stuff front end, but we looked at it and said, this is a great opportunity though, isn't it? To actually have someone because all my complaints, the negative complaints were about the business side of it. I think this is a very important bit of advice because I don't see it done very often mm. how we set up is we we have two kind of architectural directors in me and Jack, and then you as the managing director, which then when you started, wow, all my admin just washed away. It was lovely. It was just all the spreadsheets, all the forecasting, all the invoicing, managing all the accounts and reconciling it with, we have automated account software and all that, just to have, have you do that full time and then still kind of remind everyone of their responsibilities from a commercial aspect is is absolutely yeah. exceptional.
0: Well, uh, the thing with the managing director role, that, that, that there's a nice quote out there actually about MDs, and it's we've we, uh, it's our job to listen to the, the people on the ship, on the boat who are in the boat with you, so you, you, you guys, and then when I take that on board and I just steer the ship to wherever you need it to go, yeah. you tell me where we're going. And I've just got to put the things in place that get us there, <laughs> yeah, basically, no, that steer us in the right direction. And that's that's how I went into it when I was coming out. You're right. I was light touch on the architecture stuff. I was probably more then than I am now. I'm very light touch on the architecture stuff now. Yeah. Back then, in the early days, year one, I was I chipped in a lot more, didn't I? Again, you know, because I'm not formally qualified, as you say, I can help though with 3D modelling, CGIs. Uh, documents, you know, creating the um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, working in InDesign and doing uh, design and access statements, which is still a massive part. And all that, it? so I was able to help in the architecture side on that point. But my main role was always slated to be: I run the office and I make sure the business is healthy and going where you guys wanted it to go. And at that point, year two, it was we were flying. It was we'd come into the business and we'd changed from I was I would still say small scale residential. Development. So the first project was office to resi conversion. Yeah. Which you managed largely on your own. Vlog
2: on the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> want to see
0: that. And then um the second project was a, a housing project, 28 houses yeah, over yeah, it, in, yeah. in in the Whittle. In the Whittle, yeah. uh, and that was a three and four bed houses, semi and detached, um, quite runner-of-the-mill housing scheme. And then by the time I got in, on. I was all right, were, that, Yeah, no, <laughs> decent size, yeah. Good size, I suppose. No, but then no. by the time we got out, year two. The projects that were crossing our eyes then at that point were big hotels, massive hotels, massive residential schemes, large tower box. We're talking 14 stories, you know, big, big schemes, all city center based. And, you know, it, 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 was, it was picking up rapidly. And, and the team reflected that because when me and Jack joined, we actually, if you remember, we hired an architectural technician the same time and uh, there was two hires. No, two. We took on two architectural technicians the same time that me and me and Jack come out. Or,
2: or it might have been a technician and a, and a part two architect or something like that. But anyway, yeah.
0: And at that time, when we stepped out, the team was at ten. Was it? So yeah. So oh when we when we entered the business, there was there was ten. There was you two were senior architects and the guy who first joined us. Oh,
2: sorry. you. So it was ten, including yeah, including right, the three of us. Yeah, we were right. we were at
0: a we were at a team of ten then. So the office was busy. The office was packed. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. It, was, it got
1: to a, was a point flashy. where it got a bit silly, didn't it? Because then we had to put more desks in, and we had, it had to we put get,
0: desks on the end of desks. It, became, it yeah. became
1: evident that. It, Everyone was in each other's way. So yeah. I think that dictated the next move, didn't it, effectively?
2: Yeah. And for me, the success can be defined as we stuck to our guns with that monthly payment thing. And we had we just had enough projects. And we had this little rule of three, didn't we, as well, that we said... Um, whether it's like a job dies in planning or it dies in construction in terms of like, you know, viability, when it, we when it want to get a real cost plan done, you know, a tender stage and all sort of stuff. We found that you can't bank on a project. You just can't bank on it. So we said, we need three. We need three jobs that if one goes, the other two can support the studio. Yeah. And we've done that. And, we, and what happened was, well, at one point we had like four or five, but generally speaking, we had no fewer than three jobs that were on a monthly retainer of about say 10 grand a month each and it just covered the wages didn't it, it covered yeah. the wages nice bit of profits and we we just had those monthly payments coming in yeah and it was just the way we had it set up then was just perfect wasn't it yeah absolutely perfect but obviously now we know now that at that point there were a lot of other things going in our favor yeah the economy was a lot better yeah um, the, at the point in Liverpool, there was a mayor who was like mega pro developments. Yeah, a lot of developments were getting pushed through. Sadly, I, I'm not I'm not blaming anyone. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? This is just allegedly. But you know, now it's you know people are being accused of some dodgy goings on or lots of stuff. We might have benefited from that in terms of like as a byproduct, where a lot of developments were happening. Where a lot of private developments were happening. Again, full disclosure: we were never involved in anything like mm-hmm. that, and we never will be. But we may have benefited from a lot of private developments basically going on in Liverpool. And with us being a small practice, with not a lot of, you know, accreditations in place other than your ARB and your RBA and all that sort of stuff, private developers can choose who they want to go with. So we had a very good business set up. And I I think the way we structured our fees then is because we've returned to it now. The way we structured our fees then is the right way to do it, and we had a good number of signature schemes that were that were propping the wages up with a bit of profit, and a lot of other external factors. I think were going our way. Yeah, there time. was
1: a confidence in the market at the time as well. Though, wasn't there? That was that's linked. It. That's linked to, what I was trying to say. To yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because like obviously we had
0: one big client then. It was, it was a big developer in Liverpool with a great reputation at that time, and they were swallowing up sites left, right, and centre. And we were there. We were, we were right there the at architects. We so we were getting all those. But <laughs> then it's worth. It's it's obviously Six worth.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's obviously worth mentioning that at that time. Our overheads, that was when our overheads had started to creep up. So, like, we obviously had an office then, we had 10 staff, big wage bill, you know, they had families that, you know, those directories, that was the first time. And licence fees. We started. We
2: we were moving into a scale of job where we needed full Revit. Yeah, yeah. So we had to get an AEC collection.
0: Yeah. Um, Basically every cost you can think of started to go during that time. But... We were outstripping it by, but you know, it was still success, and, and even into year three, which is when COVID hit, By the way, so that's you know, that's that's another thing. So yeah. there's, another,
2: there's another factor. Yeah. So
0: we we seen a delayed sort of sort of thing with COVID, but yeah, year two again textbook. We were winning jobs, dead competitive with our fees, doing a very good job, loads of energy, boss team, you know, ten dead dead hyper in the office every day, loads of fun, and then year three COVID it and it no one knew what to do you know like never been faced with anything like that like that before and one day it was like right everyone's got to take the computers home so we had to figure out remote working in like in a day you know get everyone set up at home how do we do this we had like the good thing company. is though we did
2: have we had a when well, we still have the same one a sophisticated server setup yeah everyone had a vpn setup anyway um we 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 did have a little bit i'm not trying to sort of think you know look at us you know we we, we kind of saw it coming in a way but you know, we've always been very flexible. With people's working hours, haven't we? In yeah. terms of, you know, if you know people, if people have a different way of working, or maybe they've got other commitments with children, all that sort of stuff. We've always had that flexibility, haven't we? Built into the way we work.
0: That was one of the things in our ethos, wasn't it? That we wanted to be a bit forward thinking. And that. that's why I think we flew into
2: COVID. And we, we, we didn't feel a thing, did we, for the first 12 It was months? crazy.
0: So, like, we were expecting, you know, we didn't know what to expect when we went home that day and everyone was told that they'd have oh, to start terrifying. using Teams and whatever, and, and, and we'd have to just converse on the phones and try and try and figure out a way of working together remotely. But it did. You know, as you say, we had a lot of things, call it luck or call it foresight, whatever you want, we had a lot of things in place that helped us in that because we were we were almost it was like we were ready for it. So our projects just kept ticking along, and it helped that during that first sort of wave of COVID, the government obviously said that construction was was key workers, yeah, and they wanted construction to continue. So that meant that our industry didn't fully close down. And if anything, during that first year of COVID, we actually kicked on because yeah, we a were lot busier, of
1: we? yeah, yeah, so like, people were like doing like nice walks and making banana bread, and we were just. As busy as we are. Being yeah, both yeah. I but like, lot like stuck in the house.
0: A lot of people got furloughed doing were in like traditional jobs, if you like, or yeah. you know, a lot of people were like out to keep costs down for other companies. We would up the wall. Like mm. we, we were really, really busy. So that that period for us, it was almost like it didn't affect us, but we seen the delayed effects probably a year afterwards, didn't we? So, like a lot of them projects that we've been given during that COVID time, by the time we got to December it started some of it it was concept as well wasn't it Yeah. so
2: so concept is the easiest thing to uh, work on it's the easiest thing to bill against because it's just there's a draw and there's a design there you go and there's not a lot of external factors whereas what we did start seeing was um, councils across the country started becoming more disjointed because yeah. they were all working from home and stuff like that. So we saw massive delays in pre-apps, full-apps. Uh, uh, construction sites had uh, started to get uh, capacities, didn't they? You, know, you couldn't have any more than, just for example, you know, couldn't have more than five joiners on a site, just, you know, just yeah. as an easy example, what have you? So we started to see the, the pace of construction starting to slow, didn't we, and all yeah. that. There was a load of other things. And then confidence in the market. I would say that's a big one today, mm. yeah. is the confidence in the markets. People people started to worry about, well, You know, investors started to go, well, when am I going to get my return on investment then? If yeah. construction's not going to take twice as long.
0: I just always remember the materials thing. Like no one could get materials. Cost so the materials therefore the, the price, yeah. because of demand for them, rose so sharply. Price rose so sharply. And then you had basically contractors who've been about for years, then going, I can't now build this scheme, half out the ground, but I've got to stop because the price of all the materials has, has killed the what viability. It? Yeah, oh
2: no, no, yeah, no, no, it just no, couldn't no, get it over. Hasn't it hasn't, really, it hasn't really
1: came back down, has it? No, no. So, well no. so
0: this was sort of the change, you know. So, you know, I said before, three years in, which, you know, now in the timeline, that's where we're up to, during that COVID, first wave, we kept going, and we even moved office. We we signed a new office lease for when we were coming out of COVID for in the new year to move to the city centre because at that point we had enough jobs, enough contracts on that we thought, right, we can get into the city centre with the big boys now. And with cash time, reserves, as yeah, well. it was time we for had the next cash step. Reserves. Yeah, so so we made that decision during COVID. where right, we're coming out of it. We're, everyone's going to go start going back soon. We did discuss hybrid work and where we'd be in the office a few days and, you know, the the odd day from home. Which we still do now. Yeah, yeah. but but mainly we we were getting a new office and we were going to be city centre practice, which was the next step in challenging those big practices, which is where we wanted to be. And we were right on track. But I would say... Probably a couple of months after we moved in was when all that squeeze started to happen for the contractors and we started to see the economy shrinking and stuff, weren't it?
2: And Jack to this day still hasn't said told you so with the officers well. Off. Yeah. Not to you, maybe.
0: <laughs> no, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, but I, I quite often win in these situations because I'm risk averse. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: so you're always on the right side of it, really.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a great way of wording it as well. You probably is always on the right side of it because it, I suppose, it's easier to sort of say we shouldn't do it in a
0: way. Isn't yeah, it? you know, yeah,
2: it's yeah. a thingy. So, so we've yeah. been
0: in the office. So like, not to not to shoot too far, here, but that, that's been three years now. So three years ago we moved to the Albert Dock, and you know, yeah, the, the
2: end. Of, well, the end of this year it'll be yeah. three years.
0: Won't and at that point we took on we must have took on two more members of staff. Well, when we moved in there anyway, the team was at twelve. So we had twelve, we had a team of twelve once we moved into and then we had the two
2: role again, we had two of these rolling part times than, yeah. in, in architecture, you obviously you study and aren't you, know, you do your degree, you go back to your masters and lots of stuff. Yeah. So there are always gaps in, in 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 the career path for an architect. So every now and then we have people reach out to us and they say, Oh, can I do three months, six months and what have you? And if anyone that ever does more than two weeks with us, we always pay them, don't we? Yeah. Sometimes we do do a couple of weeks work experience where we cover the travel costs and stuff. But if someone if someone wants to work with us longer than that and we've got a bit of bit of a room for them. We make sure we just pay them a salary yeah. for that duration, don't we? Yeah. I remember we had we had two more where we had, again we had to put desks against the wall and stuff didn't we yeah. just to find squeeze them in those additional things
1: yeah, yeah. Those ad- additional spaces was it yeah. like fifteen was that the most we've ever collectively been at
2: fourteen I think
0: yeah right? fourteen was was when we had the two so
1: the
2: it was two the twelve rolling. plus the two rollings yeah. if you like yeah
0: oh, yeah and obviously not no desks could get in the way of the pool table that we there no. we, we put no. in
2: <laughs> pool table was the first page wasn't it yeah but on the pool table though and this is the funny thing it's an amazing brain break isn't it yeah you you you, you if you My little thing is, you know, you should never work on more than one project per day, but one project still has several facets. So it could be, you could, you could be coming out of maybe a bit of schedule and you want to go back into maybe a bit of coordination or a bit of design and there's nothing better than when you're at the end of a certain task. You just go, should we have a, show yep. a quick knock and then you go back to your desk fully refreshed yeah. to look at that next sort of different part of your brain basically yeah. because you used a different part of your brain so it's,
0: it's massive yeah. yeah and I think we were trying to establish a culture as well weren't we most of the, uh, the team members that we had were uh, you know 30 or under and we wanted them to, to enjoy where they worked you know especially after Covid you know, because, because most people band, yeah. had been sitting in the bedroom working and in our minds we wanted everyone back in the office it wasn't everyone's opinion at the time but it was ours we had a Young team, and we wanted everyone sat in the same room working together. So, how do we do that? And one of the, the things was well, we need to make this environment the best environment to work in. Yeah. And the pool table massively helped with that. You know, we all had a PlayStation at one time as well, didn't we? Where you could have a little break. We used to have um, Pro Evolution uh, tournaments yeah, and yeah. stuff, Basically, didn't we, from it, time it, it, to time? It, it,
2: it just and, never got used in the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were more playing the pool on the table, pool so table. But, that in the end, but. but
0: remember, like at that again, just just going back to it, like for people who were interested in in that that, that part of the story. It was a nice time to look back on and reflect and, and, and go, yeah, we had a big team, but it was a great working environment. And and the company was was going really, really well at that time. Still and fine. then that then brings us to the change in, in economic situation and then the change, therefore, and this for is, our company this and, and, and the, last, the last three years. So we went like that, you know, we we're on an upward tra- trajectory. And then it started to get really difficult. And six months into that, sort of fourth year, Our two biggest clients. One of them went pop, and we had a large amount of money outstanding with that client. That when they liquidated, we lost totally. So we lost a lot of what we thought was contractually reserved in the bank because it was already invoiced, etc. It was already it was
2: was in our forecasts and everything, wasn't it? And it
0: went, and it was a large amount of money to to, you know it was it was a quarter of our yearly revenue went in in an instant, and we had to react to that. And that was the first time. And you know, I, I think that I'm still quite proud that that was the first time in almost four years as directors we had a negative to look at, yeah. but we had to react quickly. I remember us reaching out to some contacts in the industry, getting a bit of mentorship. Where you know, what what have you ever come across this situation before? Where our overheads at that point had massively begun to outstrip our incomings and well, we for had the first to time had, ever we
2: started making a loss yeah, we? Yeah. and some, sometimes it was 10 15 grand
0: a month. Lost yeah, a month yeah yeah and could be consecutive so we had to make the the hardest decision that we've all ever had to make as directors to reduce our team size
2: not before not before halving our salaries don't forget oh
0: of course we, yeah, we, yeah
2: we we all we
0: always we were always
2: terrified of you know upsetting anyone we didn't want to hurt anyone else's income their families and all that sort of stuff and for about 6 months we paid ourselves pretty. we just buttons, wasn't it? Absolute yeah. buttons. We were dipping into savings,
0: and we were on lower wage than the architectural
2: assistants that we had. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it just got to a point where we looked at it and went. As you say, and we took a lot of advice then, a lot of advice from uh, everything from solicitors to to accountants, um, ex businessmen uh, even, like, ex businessmen yeah. you know, financial advisors, uh, and obviously uh, you know HR as well. We took you know we took advice from HR yeah. consultants and stuff like that and everyone was sort of saying it was this is just a part of business sadly the yeah. it, it, you need to cut costs and what we did was we we looked at licenses didn't we 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 obviously we, we chopped a lot of licenses
0: yeah. um well as part of that redundancy process when we when we realized we needed to cut and cut hard to save the business otherwise there wouldn't have been a business left at the end of it yeah, no,
2: so no one had got paid so you exactly. so
0: ended up faced with that that was the reality in the end was you know it was a a cold, hard six months where we were making a loss consecutively. And when we showed it again, we've done the right thing. We reached out for advice. And when we, I remember showing those sorts of projections to, to, to a friend of the business and the advice being, you need to cut, and you need to cut hard. You need yeah. to do it now. And we, we had to look at ourselves in the mirror basically and go, yeah, otherwise there's going to be nothing left for no one. And, during that process, then you have to look at redundancy, and part of the redundancy process, well, the first part is look at every single other aspect of your business and see where you can cut. And we did, you know, we, and caused- we
2: gave everyone the opportunity because we, we, we've always been dead transparent, transparent haven't we? Yeah. so we, we gave everyone, we showed everyone a look at, at everything, um, and we said, look, you know, if, if, if anyone can see any opportunities or lots of stuff, let us know. You know, this is what this is the boat we're in, and I actually think ultimately. No one's happy getting made redundant, but I think ultimately everyone appreciated the honesty yeah. we gave everyone more, probably more notice, didn't we? You know, with all yeah. that sort of
0: stuff. Yeah, I remember even before the redundancy process had properly almost started, we were very transparent with our yeah. with our team. We we always were. I remember saying to them, "Look, it's not looking good. You, you'd probably be wise to start looking for." another job so you're ready you'll still get your redundancy from us and you'll actually probably make money because you'll get a redundancy payout and if you've got another job lined up then grace you know you'll, you'll, you'll be up not so nah, we we're giving everyone, we were advice giving everyone right, that right, advice yeah, right? yeah to try and to try and look for the work just because as you say it is in your mind whether you like it or not you do worry about the people you sit next to every day and how are they going to pay their rent how yeah, are they yeah. going to pay their mortgage how are they going to provide for their kids and if i can just
2: if i can just cut in here with another little uh, another little bumper sticker if you like is Think of what we've all just said there. All that stuff that we've said. Uh, how we you designing, isn't there? Yeah. You know, with all that worry,
1: it's a totally stuff, different role, isn't it? Totally so- different
2: role, and and even things like you know, at that point, we we were getting a, a bit distracted, weren't we, with all those other things, and you know, we we were looking at it, going, you know, if if we don't do something now, all the things are going to start to hit, get get hit, like quality control and reputational things and all that sort of stuff. You know, we we we. I think if we're one thing, we're quite self-aware, aren't we, as people, or at least we tell each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally, we well, normally, you know, normally
1: 66% are self-aware and the other two tell the one who isn't. Yeah. <laughs> in whatever format. Yeah, exactly. You know, to get in line.
2: I, I, exactly. That's not for me, but you know. <laughs> but,
1: no, but, but it's not always. No, no, it's it? not. No,
2: that's what I'm saying. Sometimes the person can't see it, yeah, and the other two help them and all that. And, um, we were looking at it going, yeah, you know, the, 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 the bigger, bigger knock-ons aren't, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm sorry, but so, 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 so carry on, carry on. But because but, yeah. I'll revisit that in a sec, because there is a bit of a silver line and Because if people are listening to this going, oh, I don't want to start a practice and all that. Because earlier on, I was saying I don't want to be anti yeah, no, uh, employee, yeah. right? Which is still great and all that sort of stuff. And I, I don't think that I don't think there is a right way. But also, ultimately, yeah, there is a silver lining in that we have, I think we've found our, our, our way yeah. now, haven't we? we found yeah. what we enjoy most. So carry on, go on. So,
0: so, so, yeah, so it's, yeah, so just, just keeping to the chronology of it. It was, we hit tough times and I love the fact that now as businessmen and, and the company itself, I love that the company's been on this journey of, you know, we had three amazing years where we just went like a rocket ship and grew. Then we had to go through this hard times. And by the way, that's not just us. Every practice every, has every, gone every through Every business, every
2: type of business has to go through that,
0: the, I, I believe. And, and the economic factors, like we've often looked back, haven't we, and gone, was there anything else we could have done differently differently? to sort of better protect ourselves for what was coming. But the fact is, every time we go back and try and do that, you know, there might have been the odd little thing that we could have been a bit more prudent with or whatever. Yeah. But the facts are, we could have never seen what came our way coming to COVID. Because
2: without the staff, yeah, yeah. But but, but without the staff, we wouldn't have had the capacity to do the jobs.
0: Yeah. Without the...
2: Without, without the jobs we couldn't pay the staff so it's it, it, a little bit catch 22 isn't it Yeah. and and, and you know you, you, it's hard to turn work away I, So, but again we're getting better at that now but you, got, you, got, you sometimes you can't turn the work away so you look at it and go I'll get that work in and I do know a guy who, who wants a job so yeah. I'll take that job and I'll get that in, get that member of staff and bang <laughs> yeah. you're away and you're thinking happy days and... and
0: during that time we still were the aim was still to be I think even at that point to be the biggest growth. so everything growth, felt growth, like growth, we yeah. were on the right trajectory so it was like yeah we need that job yeah we need that member of staff now we're in the city centre. We've got a boss office in the Albert Dock. That's where we want to be, and it, it all was going well. And then COVID, coupled with you know the Liverpool City Council has had its own problems. You know that you know they are well documented, and that impacted our planning department's ability to do its job well, they restructured,
2: properly. They, they restructured, so that and slowed
0: down. It slowed down for a our local of time. economy. I would say
2: it's improved actually, but yeah.
1: I'd note as well. Low that. Our definition of growth has probably changed, hasn't it? Because we were doing it purely on staff numbers at the time. Yeah, and, 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 and that was, and that was our definition of success as well. Yeah. And I think a
2: lot of people's success, by the way, when I get asked at a network and do now, people say to me, "How many staff are you done?" Yeah, I get asked it all the time, yeah, and and I, I have to almost reframe it myself and say it's not about that, yeah. <laughs> it's about how, how, how am I enjoying my job now, and, yeah. and, and and are we making more profit now, and all that sort yeah. of stuff.
0: Yeah. So, we're a lot more philosophical. So, just to bring it forward, because we are, I'm nervous we're running out of time, as we always do. Um, we've only got eight minutes left, so <laughs> the we're academia update is left. yeah. yeah. So, just, just trying to sort of bring it forward, we had it, so we had that tough year, and we half the team. So we went from having 12 to 14 to a team of six and then we reshuffled that team of six even a little bit to to better prepare ourselves for what, what was coming. So just in terms of, we used to be sort of assistant and, t- and technical heavy and the and ethos during that third year when it was going really well, because we had 12 staff, we did split it out. You, we, you did like sort of, identify that okay well we've got six and six we're about six architects no, no, it was six assistants and six and the idea and was that the
2: architects would do RIBA stages one to three and then it would get past the technicians who would then do four to six. Perfect. Sounds yeah. sounds great doesn't it? But the problem with that was you still needed that continuity. And I think and we found that out didn't we the, yeah the 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 continuity needed to stay there and ultimately what we've discovered now really is a project architect is best yeah. Staying on it. Yeah. Rather than trying to package it up
0: yeah. and, and, and pass it on. So this is just our experience now, I suppose. This is not like as you say, every practice is different. And you With can have- all,
2: all we can do is teach our experiences, and, can't we? And
0: you can get success in a number of different ways. You know, there's always one more than one way to skin a cast, I suppose. So that might still work for other practices. But what we found was it when we restructured was we wanted just a team of project architects that could deal with their own clients, that could handle more than one project on their own. And and basically over a period of about 18 months to where we are now, we've slowly re-engineered and changed our ambition. So what we've looked at it and gone is it got really difficult, didn't it, as directors during that third, fourth and fifth year, it got really stressful and really difficult. And that we made stopped
2: us. be being architects and start to become an HR managers.
0: Exactly that. Lost all the creativity that we got at the start and yep. that we, we were enjoying at the start. That all went. So we had sort of a philosophical sit down around Christmas, over that Christmas break one year, and sort of readdressed it. And we literally, I remember being, against self awareness. We were self aware enough to go this is not enjoyable anymore. How do we get it back to that practice that we had a few years ago where we were enjoying it? And you two, this, this is a
2: fine example of make, to making the third self aware. You two both said to me, what's your perfect day? Remember that?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, it was amazing that. What's your perfect day? And I said, sat at my desk designing a lovely building and we were like, and, and we all went, yeah, that is that is the perfect day, isn't it? Being an architect, being a designer, being a creative so we went, well, how do we, and we kept using the word pivoting. How do we pivot the business then to bring more of that yeah. to our lives? You know what I mean? To our livelihoods. Just, you know, do you, you want to enjoy coming into, into the studio again. How do we do that? Yeah. And, and it's about bringing more of that in. And how we achieved it was, so at, at that point, the redundancies were for financial reasons. They were financial difficulties. We were forced into it and it was our absolute last resort. But it made us, as you say, reflect, didn't it? Yeah. And then we reflected on, well, what do we want from it? What does our, what is our measure of success? And we properly critiqued each other's measure of success, and, what does, and not once did either of us, uh, any of us, say it was about having fifty staff. Yeah, we, not once did we say that. did we? Yeah, yeah. You know, when we looked deep down, so it, that, it was a very vain ambition that at the start, yeah. very very vain ambition, and it had nothing to do with your actual enjoyment of being an architect. Going back to the idea of the, so the reason we then looked for project architects because we we at, at that point we retained a few staff but then sadly I think they lost a bit of confidence in in the practice and stuff so they just naturally moved on so we had a we had a, a challenge but equally an opportunity so we started reaching out to people that would buy into that philosophy wasn't mm. it and then we we were now a, a studio of five where we're all project runners because you you can, I think you can still run a project. <laughs> But generally speaking, we're project runners, and then you run, you run, you run the business. Yeah. And we're all client facing. Uh, we're all of a kind of a maturity in terms of life and career and all that sort of stuff, where we can manage our ourselves. Yeah. So then, what happened was we then deliberately stripped back all those yeah. additional roles, didn't we? We still got them as business owners, of course. We still got to worry about cash flow and the forecast and all that sort of stuff. Um, we to, we obviously need to network and win new schemes. But I suppose just just given the time, right, to bring it to present day, it went from a forced decision, didn't it? We were forced into it, to then it, it forced us into that period of reflection. And we've now created a space where... It's a, it, it, we are all equals, aren't we? So our two employees mm. are very much equals. Yeah. They know exactly how the business operates. They know everything to do with the day-to-day. We asked them if they were comfortable with that. We didn't force them into mm-hmm. it. We asked them if they were comfortable. They wanted that responsibility. They want that increased role. And we've all got this nice little, little islands now, haven't we? Of, of you know We've got three or three, uh, two or three schemes each. And we can look after ourselves because we're at a level of maturity, I say, in, in our careers. But additionally, we're also quite highly Skilled and experienced people, where we can jump on each other's stuff as well. Yeah. So it's a lovely little collective um, mentality as well, isn't it? But equally, you could also just sit on your headphones. You know, with your headphones on all day and just crack on as well. I think we've
0: got that family feel back. So like, you know, early doors, it did feel like you were all together, like starting a new business. It's almost that startup mentality that I was speaking about. Like you felt like you were part of a little family all driving towards the same goal. And then that sort of got missing as we got bigger. Well, we, be, um,
2: we, we became bosses, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And we didn't like that, actually, yeah. did we? You know, again. No. That, that, that it period, wasn't for me. not like, yeah. what I don't That like period of reflection boss. that came out of it. We didn't like being bosses. Yeah. I didn't like, you know, t- you know, like... Sort of shouting. We didn't shout anymore, but you know what I mean—the equivalent yeah, of yeah. shouting at people or disciplining people, or or whatever. And say, like, and the quality control aspect just got a little bit too much, didn't yeah. it? Where we we would just rather be a bit more responsible for for our own mm. our own doings, really, and, and and just enough trust between us. Yeah. I'd say the two guys that we've got with us, Steve and Rob, it's an equal level of trust, isn't it? Where yeah. you know, when, when so now when we're over someone's shoulder, it's 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 from an equal standing, isn't it? It's curiosity now, yeah. Whereas when you got to you, are fourteen, you know, it was more you were going around as a manager, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. And 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 we learned that that wasn't for. Well,
1: you'd find at that level, you're in for a shock at least twice a day, aren't you? Whereas yeah. it's not really, not I'm really shocked, you know, because you're fully aware of what everyone's doing or what they're gonna do. Even you, something
2: you, shit that happened on a job, you're aware of it because we're aware of each other's enough yeah. as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's a lot easier to manage. And if I could just round this all off, it's funny how this podcast evolved actually, because we were gonna have other bits and bobs in here. But I think Fifty this, seconds. Come you, on, yeah, no, I, no, so that's what I'm saying. So I, I I I think this has been an absolute wonderful one on basically running your own practice,
1: isn't it? Bit of therapy. And if
2: yeah <laughs> if I could round it all off is at the start of this, I was a bit nervous about, I didn't want to be anti anything really. didn't want mm. to be anti employee, anti practice. I think we've rounded all off with, it's all about creating the perfect day, is it? Yeah. It's, it's about creating the perfect day. I wouldn't worry too much about how it's framed. Yeah. Is it in practice, your own practice? Are you in a big team or not? Whatever. It's about actually, I would say the happiness of being an architect is, yeah. can you curate that perfect day? And I feel like, We, we almost, almost have, we could, we could probably do with more money in the bank and more projects, but who who doesn't, you know what I mean? But generally speaking, I think we've carved out that real perfect day of creativity, bit of business, bit of banter in the office. And that's in the
1: eye of the beholder, isn't it? Because every person will have a different view on that.
0: Yeah, 100%. I was going to just say, is there any quick bullet points in terms of things that we've learned? So like for anyone listening, you know, from the start to where we are now, any, any big ones that stand out? But I suppose in the way you've just framed that there, that sort of covers it. You know, whatever you can think of, like could we have implemented better processes earlier on? Could we have hired different people at different times? You know, could could the recruitment process have been better? You know, all these things that go into a business. Could we have done a better job? This, that, and the other. I suppose... I don't regret it. If you have an overall philosophy of just wake up every day and say, am I working towards my perfect day? Am I working towards going to work and having a great time while I'm doing it? If you've got that in your mind, you'll you'll automatically figure out what you need to do
2: oh, to, to, yeah, to get there. Enough.
1: Slot into that, and yeah, that's, that's,
2: and I, yeah, and I, I and I think that fits in lovely with the the current day stuff to do with toxic yeah. work cultures and all that.
1: What are you going to call the podcast? The perfect day, possibly. <laughs> yeah, you know no, the the title nope. for
2: this could be absolutely spot on. But but sorry, just thinking, yeah, about, cool. it, it it's it sits into the the current hot topic of toxic work cultures and all that. It's if you're not in, if you're not having your perfect day then do something about it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be starting a practice. It could be, don't get me wrong, it could be starting a practice. And then starting a practice, it doesn't mean starting a big one. You could just start a nice little niche one. You know what I mean? Just a little boutique practice. We've got Rory, who hot desks in our office, and he looks like he has a whale of a time. I mean, he works on some lovely schemes. So yeah, working towards the perfect day. Go on, what what, what were you going to say? You've just, you've took the thoughts out of my head now. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, you you you've took it right. out oh, me. I I had, I had something, but it, it's gone, so it doesn't matter. I think we've I think we've covered it Wait all. Wait for anyway. the next
2: episode, anyway. But yeah, yeah. So, but there is no bullet points. It it it's it's working towards that, and and really reframing the measure of success. Yeah, that you know, it's it's not it's not about numbers. It's not about numbers. It's not about not not necessarily about money. It for me, you know, it's it, it, it's creative freedom. It's enjoyment. It's
0: yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, just remember that. So what I was going to say was, I think academia. Being born out of this as well, so you know, like your, your perfect day. I, re, I remember when we sat down and had that conversation. You were like, "I love creating things, like yeah. whether it, you know whether it's uh, CGIs and, and 3D modeling or whatever it might be. I love creating things." And in the past, we had created tutorials for uh, people who work for us, and it's a great. It is a, we have a great time doing this, don't we? Having these podcasts like I this is making, this so contributes I've to the perfect day. I've just finished
2: and, that. Yeah, it does. This, this does contribute to the perfect day, and I've just finished the Lumion Ray Tracing course. Loved it. Yeah, love making it love yeah. the results I'm working I'm, I'm rendering so, it to that building happy days
0: so just in case anyone's ever had the thought this wasn't planned academia wasn't planned we didn't no, plan no. to make a business that was about you know creating a community for architects to, to come and be a part of we just naturally have done it because it's something that so we, we enjoy doing every day, and then it's naturally it's it's turned into this thing, and there can be. I suppose there's no better example than that. It, it's, it's
1: getting more enjoyable as well, though, knowing that it's being well received. So, like, and that is representative in we're getting some ridiculous numbers every day of people signing up, aren't we? And yeah. that is testament to the fact that people are starting to understand it, and yeah. we're we're yeah. all like in our WhatsApp going bloody hell, another member, another yeah, member, yeah. and. It, it, it's so exciting community,
0: yeah so the community's over 400 people now yeah so we've got 400 406, members. Yeah, 406 yeah. 400,
2: yeah. 406 members on so on, on our thank, team
0: thanks yeah. to all you for for being a part of it glad glad you're enjoying you do, it we do
2: podcasts more often then yeah <laughs>
0: and then there's plenty more to come we were going to actually get into the, a bit of an update but we'll save that for the next one in terms of the new courses that's coming and stuff because we, we have run out run out of time sadly today but yeah. Was um, good one, no, it was a good one, though. It was a good one, Yeah, but really enjoyed it. So, yeah.
1: uh, as always, thanks for watching. If you want to learn more, check out the link below.